I'm so jealous, Ludo. He can speak better English and better Dutch than me. It's just... <laughs> that's just a gift. Good morning, everyone. Um, we are in a series, One Peter. Sorry, I'm fighting with this thing. So if you can turn, if you have a Bible with you, if you can turn to, with me to 1 Peter 2, verse 1, 2, 3. It will appear on the screen as well. Yeah, so for you guys who were there at the family meeting we had on uh, Tuesday, like Matt said, I will do, speak today in my best English. Um, I, did, I didn't know it was a compliment, but uh, it is. Okay, so I will speak to you in my best English. I'm not English, I'm a Dutchman. Um, I'm happy, I'm a proud Dutchman. Um, my name is Lennart Rosendahl, so practice on that. And in the meantime, you just can call me Len. Um, so I will speak in English today, but uh, if you don't understand a th thing I say, just ask me later. I will explain it in Dutch. <laughs> cool. 1 Peter 2, first 1, 2, 3. I'm going to read it, and after that we're going to dig in. 1. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Lord, we just ask you this morning to speak to us we invite your Holy Spirit to come uh, to reveal Jesus to us because that's what we are here for, Lord. We want to see you, Jesus. We want to know you more and more. You are the center of everything. You are where it's all about. You are the, the center of this book. You are the, the, the answer to everything, Lord. And uh, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and reveal that to us this morning. Amen. 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 We are for a few weeks in 1 Peter, and it's a brilliant book, actually. It's, it's a wonderful book talking about um, the Christian life and how can we grow into it. So it's, it's addressing to people that are actually saved. They are believers. So if you are here and you're not a believer, we, we still say, hey, you're welcome. And it's, there is absolutely something for you in this. I hope it, it, it will just grow your... Uh, interest and, and maybe your search to who Jesus is. Um, so don't fall asleep. Uh, I hope my voice is not that boring to you. Um, but just listen and, and let's discover what it is about this morning. Um, 1 Peter is, is this wonderful book that explains our identity in Christ. So in the first chapters, it speaks about um, justification, that because of Jesus' dying on the cross, you are made righteous. In him you are righteous. God calls you righteous because of Jesus. A second thing in, in, in this uh, first chapter, it's talking about regeneration. You are not only made righteous, you are born again. You are, you are a new creation. 
And maybe that sounds weird to you, but God actually said, because of the cross, and if you trust that, you died, your old self died, and there is a, you are a new creation now. You are a new uh, being in him. And the third thing is, is um, sanctification. It's not only that you are new, but God is, God is a holy God. And, and he wants you to be holy. He wants you to live a holy life. And it's not in law. It's not that it, we just need to follow some rules. It's by his power in you that you can actually meet that standard. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, it's when he, when he looks at you, he sees Jesus. And that's why you are perfect to him and you are precious to him. It's because of Jesus. That's, that's, if you have questions about it, please ask. But that's like a summarize of what chapter one is about. And this is actually a follow-up on what uh, Derek was preaching on last week, to love one another. So there is this particular word where we start with, and that is so. And so it's like because, therefore. So it's an action to what is, has, has been said before that. So what Derek was talking about last week about love one another and Christ's love for us, this is actually how can we grow into love? How can we grow in that love? How can we know uh, more of the love for Jesus, the love of God for us, but how can we also grow into the love for one another? So that, that word so is, is really important to understand that because it expects something to be active in. And what we actually want to focus on this morning is the line in verse 2. And that's this line, that by it you may grow up. It's, it's, the Christian life doesn't end with a cross. It's not like, oh, you had this, this whole life and now Jesus has saved you. Done. You are in the waiting room and waiting for eternity. That's it. It's never meant to be like that. It's, it's already starting, living out of this new creation, out of being born again, to live in this, this restored relationship with God. And actually, you know, to build together in community. So what we want to focus on is to grow up. And it, it talks about grow up into your salvation. This is, this is not meant like you are saved it's you are saved but till the time of the second coming of jesus till the day of the big salvation that's the time we are in right now if you are a believer and that's the time to grow up and to actually get to know more of hey god what, what do you want to do in me and through me so there was a british study a few years ago revealed and it says this, it's, it's quite interesting actually. It's talking about maturity. A new British study reveals that men have an 11 year lag behind women when it comes to maturing. According to the study, the average, average man doesn't reach full emotional maturity. Okay, this is quite shocking. Until age 43. Simon, you are almost there. <laughs> While women mature by age 32. 
eight out of 10 women believe that men will never stop being childish. <laughs> Is that true? Women define the childish acts that bother them most as, is this English to say, say it? Passing gas, <laughs> burping, eating fast food in the late hours of the night, and playing video games. So let's just check which men are mature here. Who plays video games? I'm joking. <laughs> don't, don't, don't raise your hand, it will be very embarrassing. So that's, that's how the world looks at it. You know, we can grow in maturity. That means uh, get out of your house, uh, out of the house of your parents, I mean. Uh, uh, have a life, you know, get a job. All the things are natural things. And hey, this grows you. It makes you mature. It comes in years, you know, like things I would do 10 years ago, I probably would do them differently because I'm, I've, I'm a little bit wiser. Um, so, so it comes, comes in just age and actually growing uh, in, in life and getting older experiences. The Christian maturity doesn't work that way. It doesn't come in years. It doesn't come in like, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian for 10 years now, so that makes me really mature. It actually comes in just following this, what one Peter is talking about. Hey, how can I grow in my relationship with Jesus? How can I grow in the, in the plan that God has for my life? I mean, we, we can live a little bit as Christians like that, that waiting room process. Like, hey, I'm saved and I'm just waiting till eternity. I'm sitting on my chair and, and waiting. We can be like that as Christians. So it doesn't come in years. It comes in, in, in actually the desire for more of God, to get to know him more. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. And my question probably to you this morning, if you are a believer, have you given up childish ways? Do you feel, do you experience that you are growing into your faith? And actually what 1 Peter 2, verse 1 to 3 is talking about, it gives us like three points to find out, am I actually growing? And how do I grow into it? And actually the fruit of that, and, and, and that's, that's what we want as a church, is first of all, growth gives us, grows us in our love for Jesus. You know, if we understand it, our love for Jesus will grow. Secondly, what Eric was talking about, and I, I will put it even broader to the world around us, it grows our love for people. And thirdly, it grows our love for church. And there is not an order in this, yet Jesus is the ultimate number one, you know, to grow our love for Jesus. But if we, if we are growing our love for Jesus, suddenly we feel that we love the things that Jesus loves, and that's people. And suddenly we feel that, that we love church more and more because that's the passion of Jesus himself. He is the head of the church. He loves the church. That's why we are here for this morning. 
because we believe that. We, we believe that, that God called us into this community to grow it and to actually be an example to the city around us, to the people around us, to show that Jesus loves them. So the first thing I want to say, the first point, my points are actually quite easy. Point one is first one, point two is first two, point three is first three. It's not hard to understand that. The first point, it says, put away. In another translation, it will say, lay aside. And it's talking about, so put away all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and all slander. And what is quite typical about these behaviors, it all has, all has to do with relationship. It's how your attitude is towards someone else. It's like how your attitude is towards your brother, what, what Derek was talking about last week, to love one another. This is... This is what it's talking about. So immaturity has to do with, with this, Christian immaturity. So now you can find out, hey, am I really a mature Christian, yes or no? Put away all, it's not just a little bit, it's all. Malice, what, what, is, what does malice actually mean? Malice is just this, this bad behavior of actually saying, Constantly, it's payback time. You can't receive feedback well. I probably would have this problem when I was quite young. You know, it's, if someone said something wrong to me, well, you can get that back. That's a problem. If so, it's, it's constantly, you know, actually being selfish and, 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 and you don't want to be hurt, so that's why you love to hurt another. To just feel that like authority in that. Deceit. Who likes fishing? <laughs> uh, there are a few people, I don't know if this is good or bad. <laughs> it's bad because you all deceive us. It's like with this fishing hook and you put something nice on that and you expect the fish to come. And they think, oh, that's, that looks great. And they take a bite and they think, oh, I made a, made a wrong decision there. It's deceivers, they constantly do things for, for their own good. It's actually getting people, you know, in, in, in the path they want, to, want them to walk because it will bless them. It's, it won't bless the other, it will bless yourself. That's what deceiving is. Hypocrisy is just, you know, the things that you say and the, and that it doesn't, doesn't match up with the things you actually do, the things you believe, the things that you stand for. It doesn't meet up with the things you do. You're different. It's actually one of the biggest things that, you know, some people will call you Christian and other, other will call you hypocrite. And to be honest, for a lot of time, that, that can be quite true. Because, you know, especially from a worldly perspective, it's that we say we believe this, but actually we fall short, you know, to actually meet up. It's only, and that's the thing, that's the wonderful thing about Jesus. It only can, you can only meet God's standard in him. You can't do it yourself. Envy is just 
another word for being jealous, like I'm jealous on, 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 uh, with Ludo, you know, about him speaking English and Dutch. And it's just, it's like really annoying for me. I'm really getting, <laughs> what's wrong with you? I will find a, a weak spot somewhere. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you, you are looking for a job for so many years and a friend of you is just calling me, hey, I prayed last week, I wanted to find a new job and God gave me a new job this week. And you're really, ah, oh, yeah, bless you. <laughs> you're, you're getting really annoyed with that. And after that, you're really, why God? What's happening? Envy. All slender. Slender is just talking bad about people. It's constantly, you know, don't, don't see the positive in people. But uh, want to talk bad about people, taking people down. Why, you know, this, this is so obvious in, in, in what makes you immature, actually, as a Christian. Because what it is, is that, that we constantly find our identity in, in things that we say or that we do, and we, we need to feel better than other people. And actually, so this, this kind of sin will stand away when we look at point two, and that's first two. First two speaks about like newborn infants long for the spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into your salvation. When you practice these kind of sins, your appetite for what it's talking for, that milk, for that spiritual milk, is not there. It's actually funny to see that he uses the example of a newborn infant. When, when a baby is born, I don't have that experience yet as a, as a parent, but I'm, I'm sure many of you will have that experience. It's that the first thing it will do, it will cry. It will cry a lot because it wants milk. Why? Because it wants to grow. It knows it's something in, in their instinct that milk is good for their soul. It's good for their body. It will grow it. If you give it coffee <laughs> or Coke, it will spit it out. Why? Because they know it's not good for me. I, I work in, 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 in like an environment, it's, it's just 99% of, of my colleagues are men and they all served in the army or some kind of job. And, and coffee is really important because actually the, the qualification to be a mature man is to drink coffee. Because if you don't do, you, everyone will approach you as a boy. Of course, I don't agree with that. But just to make sure that you know, I'll drink coffee. <laughs> but if you give that to a baby, it will, the baby will spit it out. It just longs for one thing. And that's in, 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 in its nature, it wants milk. It wants something that is, is good for the body. It wants something that grows. And the, the, the good thing about this example is actually that, that he's talking about us being born again. We are a new creation. So what does our, nature actually, our new nature actually desire? It's that spiritual milk. 
And actually the Dutch translation uh, already says it. It's, it's uh, naar de zuivere melk van het woord. That actually means, this means the word. So it's, it's not in the English translation, but logos, that's the Greek. It's, it, it points to the word of God. So how can we grow, first of all, to deal with this kind of immature sin? Because it will just take away your appetite for the milk. It will take away your appetite for the word. Second of all, to long for that word, to long for this, this book, to really see this book as, as the answer to everything, that the thing that can grow you, the thing that can mature you. Most, most reasons why people don't read it is, is because they find it boring. Or they, they don't find that it that is, you know, they, they don't understand it. And to be honest, you know, we, we, we can't only read it and think, oh, in, in, in our minds, in, with knowledge, we can understand every, every word of it. We need God's power in us. We need the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us. And if you, if you find it hard to read the word, it's just coming to God. Lord, help me. Help me. Open my eyes to see the wonder of this, this wonderful book. It's one big love story to you. It's talking about what, what, what we said before and what we sung about. It's about Jesus. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, it, it's about Jesus. It's pointing to him. And there's nothing greater than that. We had the privilege, a few, few men of us, on Monday Eve to just gather around. And, and Derek was actually sharing about how to see Jesus in the Old Testament. And it's mind-blowing. It's just wonderful to hear that and, and to see, you know, we are so happy as a church that we have people like this, like Derek and Cody, that really study the word and, and can explain, hey, we, this is the way you need to connect it with that. And then you, you really see that it's all about Jesus. And it's, it's wonderful. I, you know, I was really provoked to see the passion in Derek to, when he was explaining that. I thought, yeah, I want to read more of that. You know, I want to see Jesus in, on every page. The word is important. It's, it's in our new nature, it's in our new being that we, that we actually need it. It's, it's that that grows us. We, we so often try to find other solutions and try to find the answers everywhere else. Like the uh, different books or study books. And it's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when, when it just replaces the Bible, when it replaces the Word of God, that, that's not the place you want to be in. That's not, that, that, that it's not what, what is growing you. And then my third point is verse three. If indeed, you have tasted that the Lord is good. This, if indeed, actually says, you, you have tasted it, so that's why the things that are said, like 
put away all malice. It's, it's something that you actually want because you've tasted that the Lord is good. You have tasted that what, what Jesus has done on the cross is enough for you, is all that you need. Another translation puts it, taste and see that the Lord is gracious. You can put it both ways. Taste that the Lord is good, that he's gracious. And actually, what, what, you, you see that Peter loves the word because he is uh, actually quoting Psalm 34. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. If you trust God, you know, if you've put your trust in God, it's actually saying, you know, it, it, it's that step of, Lord, you are enough for me. There's nothing in, that world, in this world that can satisfy me like you can. To grow up, that, that is so important. To grow in maturity is so important. And you know why it's, why it's really important to actually grow into this? It's because God has a plan for you. It's God, God doesn't want you to sit around and, and wait. God has a plan for you. And you even might know what, don't know what that is yet, but he wants to reveal that to you. And how, how he does that is by growing you. How he does that is actually sanctify you to make you more and more holy, to make you more and more in his likeness. That's what it's all about, to, to be more and more like him. There will be a time that we, that we spend eternity in his presence, and it's wonderful, but until that time, he just wants to grow you. He wants to grow this relationship with you to see the plan that God has for your life, to actually come to, to what you are created for, to be worshipers of the living God. That, that's what you are created for from the beginning. That was God's plan. You know, he created you out of love to, to be in this wonderful unity, to be in this wonderful relationship with you and to see you flourish, to see you becoming the, the person he wants you to be. And first of all, that's for his glory. Second of all, that's for your good. And thirdly, that's for the sake of all the people that don't know the love of Jesus yet. I come back to the question, have you put away, have you lay aside your childish ways? Are you still desiring to grow is still, it, it, do, do you still think, oh, is, is that still what moves you, that God is good and gracious? Does it still make an impact on your life every day? Is, it, is he still enough, or did you take other things in your life that, that might fulfill you? Or, or is he the center of everything? It's a good question to think about. And one act of God's love and one way to really see God's goodness and God's grace is to look at the cross, to come back to the cross and see Jesus hanging there, dying and bleeding for your sin. 
I mean, it, can, can, can you still see that? And does it still move your heart? Like Jesus took my place. That, that's the place you want to be. That's the, that's the starting point. You actually desire to grow again. If we really understand the gospel, if we really understand the work of Jesus on the cross, there is nothing, you know, that everything in us just wants to grow into it more and more. There is a desire in our hearts that, hey, I want to know more of that. I want to know Jesus more and more. It's not, it's growing, growing in the faith, being a mature Christian, it's not a choice. It's, it's, it, it's not like, oh, do I want to do that? It's a desire. It's actually, it's something that God has done in you that really uh, grows this desire in your heart to grow. And maybe you are here this morning and you, what I, what I said in the beginning, you don't know Jesus at all. You're still discovering maybe someone invited you. And, and one thing I, I just want to say to you, the Lord is good. The Lord is good and gracious, and he loves you. And if you want to find out more of that, just come and speak to us. We'd love to help you. We'd love to answer you where we can. We'd love to pray with you. And maybe you are a new believer and you think, yeah, I, I would love to grow. I would love to grow in, in my faith. I would love to get to know more of Jesus. And, but, but what can I do? What, what are steps to take? It's not, a lot, like I said, it's not a set of rules we need to follow. We are free from the law. It's, 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 that's something that Christ did. It's only, it's in obedience that we just say with our whole heart, we want to follow you. And one way that might be, might be for you as a new believer is, is baptism. We believe in baptism that it's, it's actual step into what we're talking about. In this being born again, to take a step in, in faith and saying, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I just, in, in, in public, I, I'm just saying, Lord, I want to leave my old life behind. And I want to step into this new, new life, a life with you, following you. And if you have questions around that, you know, or, or you maybe you, you are baptized as a child and you think, hey, how does that work? What do you actually mean? Please come and talk to us. We'd love to talk. Come to Matt, come to me. We'd love to talk to you about that and discover, hey, is this maybe a good step for you to take? But it's something to consider. Maybe you're a Christian for a very long time, but you, you just feel, you, what I was talking about, yeah, does the cross, does the work of Jesus still move me? And you feel, no, I've, I've become a little bit dull. You know, I just live my life. Yeah, I trust God. Yeah, you know, I, I would love to follow him more and more. But maybe the thing that you really need is a new encounter with Jesus. And you know that the opportunity is every day, but we love to pray for you. We'd love to stand with you and, 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 and really help you in the, to grow again. 
Because that's where community is about. That's, where our, that's what we want as a church. That's why we have small groups. That's why we have several kind of studies during the week. It's because we want to grow. That's our desire. And we want you to grow. We want you to grow because we know it's, it's good for you. And for the sake of this wonderful city of Amsterdam. We want to see this church grow and in maturity. So we can be an example, a, a brilliant example to the city around us. In our love for one another. In the way we, as a husband, in the way we love our wives. You know, in, in the way we care for friends around us. You know, in, in, in being honest, what Derek was talking about last week, and being honest to one another. And just, you know, don't, don't get frustration, let frustration come in the way, but just talk with one another. That, actually, that's the best way to put this in and make it active to show who Jesus is to this wonderful city. And maybe, you know, the thing is, and that, that's why I want to finish, we can't do it. We need God's power. And that, that, that's why we would love to pray for you if you think, hey, I want to grow in this, is to ask for more of the Holy Spirit. It's because what, what does the Holy Spirit do? First of all, it glorifies Jesus. Second of all, it makes this book alive in you. You know, we, we, can, we can know it, but the Holy Spirit can make things alive. And that's, that's our prayer for you. So what, what I would just would like to do is to invite the worship team to come up and respond to that. And, and the questions I ask to you to really consider that. And, and if you want a new encounter with Jesus, I can say to you, he's here. God is alive and God wants to meet you and he wants to reveal himself to you. Come and see of come and taste that the Lord is good. Let's do that.